Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning in to yet another edition of Ask the Top. This is the show where it's all about the WWE news, rumors, and opinions, and of course, the most important part, your questions. If you have questions, there's a new place where you can ask them on top of the others. It's Facebook, facebook.com backslash ask the top. If you've liked it, kudos to you. If you haven't, give it a good old thumbs up for me believe we're at about 150 likes, just kicked it off days ago. So it's already some good numbers. Let's keep it rolling. That will be a centralized place where I will share new episodes of the program that, of course, will appear on christoplack.com, twm.news, and also thereactionroom.com. Actually, Chris from The Reaction Room actually shared Ask the Top. Uh, He uploaded it to iTunes. So we're really expanding our horizons. I appreciate all all of the support. Also, if you have questions, go over to my Twitter account. That's where I'm most active after all. At Chris Toplack, at Chris Toplack on Instagram, at Chris Toplack on Google+, Chris Toplack on Tumblr, etc., etc., etc. Yes, I'm a social media junkie. I have a lot to get to on the program today. Some great questions. Highlights from the week. I thought it was a pretty stellar week. WrestleMania 33 updates. Pages online hack. If you missed that, I'll provide you with some updates. I'm not going to go too in-depth on that one. ECW backed by millions. This was a hypothetical question because we know, of course, well, they're owned by the WWE, so they already technically are. A two-hour Raw. My all-time favorite WrestleMania match. Guests for Steve Austin's podcast and plans for a WrestleMania preview episode of Ask the Top. Next week, he'll be here. Don't worry predictions, rumors, I'll go through everything. It will be completely dedicated to WrestleMania 33. No questions, no nothing. That's what we're going to do. Shout out to Smokies. If you haven't been there and you're in the London, Ontario area, you must try it. It is the best barbecue in the region. I want to give a shout out to them because not only are they the best, but they also catered um, an event for my wife. They did an absolutely outstanding job. Stop by schmokies.com. That's S-H-M-O-K-E-Y-S.com. Again, the best barbecue in the London, Ontario region. Unbelievable. I'm drinking a Moosehead. It's tradition. Normally, I sip on a craft beer or at least something kind of funky. This is a pretty popular beer up in the Great White North. But you know what? It's refreshing. I'm about to eat some barbecue when I'm done. My stomach is growling to the point where it actually sounds like the beginning of Dean Ambrose's theme song. So this is going to tie me down until I dig into some beef brisket and pulled pork. from good old Schmokies. Vince McMahon totaled his Bentley. What a headline. It was actually reported by TMZ. He was driving his black Bentley when uh, it looks like something just apparently went wrong. So there was another car involved in the crash. No injuries sustained for the chairman of the board. He actually walked away. There's photos of him. Looks fine. But again, I'm sure he can spare Bentley or two or 200 at this point, right? Some sad news, very somber when it comes to JR. 
His wife, Jan, is still in critical condition in OU Medical Center. So uh, thoughts going out to him. She was in an accident. Very, very sad. She has multiple skull fractures. And he's describing it as a catastrophic brain injury. She's been very supportive of his career through the ups and the downs. And of course, you know, my heart goes out to anybody that is just by each other's side during a marriage. And they seem like they love each other very much. So uh, the WWE universe is behind him. I'm behind him. I know all the wrestlers are behind him. So hopefully Jan can, you know, at least get a little bit better. But I mean, at this point, again, it doesn't look too hopeful. So that's why I said somber news. When it comes to the Hardys, Pro Wrestling Sheet reported just a couple of days ago that the WWE has made an official contract offer to Matt and Jeff Hardy, a.k.a. Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero. This would be so delightful, if you will. So that's pretty awesome. Actually, PWI Insider, they confirmed the report, and I was reading it on WrestleZone.com. So it looks like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. It's almost inevitable I'm hearing at this point. So I am super pumped about that. I believe they're doing the best work of their entire careers. As long as they don't mess with that broken Matt Hardy gimmick, they let him run with it, it will take off. I believe the WWE Universe will embrace it. I believe enough fans have already embraced it, right? I mean, for the longest time, it was Matt and Jeff Hardy that really were the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling. I mean, they've kind of revamped themselves, given themselves a bit of a facelift, although they brought back a lot of um, you know, old producers, old writers, old personalities, and they want to get the show back on the road. But they're going to have to do it, though. Matt and Jeff Hardy might be coming back home to the WWE. How do you feel about that? Let me know all over social media. I want to know your opinions. Hall of Fame presenters. We have three formally announced. Of course, we're closing into the induction ceremony. So Eric Bischoff will deliver the presentation speech for Diamond Dallas Page. They've been close friends for years. Jim Cornette, this one surprised me, will be inducting the Rock and Roll Express to the Hall of Fame. And Natalia will be inducting Beth Phoenix into the Hall of Fame. So there's some good announcements there. I'm already predicting Jim Cornette will have induction speech of the night. I doubt he's going to shoot if you will, with an open microphone, because he probably wants to stay in the good graces of the McMahons and Triple H and, of course, all of upper management. But at the same time, ah, it's just so tempting because he's had so many negative things to say about guys like Kevin Dunn, who's a prominent producer backstage. Not so much Vince, but Triple H and many others. So if he let loose, I would love it, but I, I highly doubt it. So, of course, that was some of the news from the week. Kind of some highs and lows there. Well, let's talk about some of the highlights from the week in terms of some matches. How about Raw? Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn. I love the dynamic there, the chemistry between them. They have made Samoa Joe look like an absolute destroyer, and that's his nickname. I love it. love how he's been booked. He already is looking like a future world champion in my eyes. He actually recently turned, I believe, 38 years old. It was my dad that emailed me. I didn't even know that. He always emails me the birthday announcements. And Samoa Joe, 38 years old. A lot of these great veterans are getting up there in age. So really give them their moment to shine now. I really enjoyed the real Kevin Owens segment with Chris Jericho. Not so much because Chris Jericho is ripping on Kevin Owens about being a fan, but more or less because he, it was almost like a hero worship situation. And I thought Chris Jericho is still arrogant enough that he's not going full-fledged babyface where it's over the top. So I'm digging it. SmackDown had the best show of the week. 
easily. American Alpha versus The Usos, a great way to kick off the show for the SmackDown tag titles. The Usos picking up the win, acquiring that gold around their waist so close to WrestleMania. It surprised me. I love AJ Styles, this arrogant version of him. It works for me, resonates with me. I dig it. The internet was loving. It's like I'm speaking for the whole internet here, but at least what I saw. The Miz and Maurice, the spoof of Total Bellas. It was funny scripting. I thought they did a fantastic uh, job in their roles. Even John Cena and Nikki Bella admitted that they found it very, very entertaining. Randy Orton versus Baron Corbin was a good match. That was kind of out of left field, and that's a good dynamic there. And then on 205 Live, I loved Mustafa Ali versus Neville. I thought it was kind of Mustafa Ali's coming out party, if you will, because he really showcased his talents. It was a lot more competitive than I initially thought on paper. I thought Neville would basically run right through him, showcase his offense, and then, of course, be on his way to take on Double A, Austin Aries at WrestleMania. Looking forward to that one. Let's get to your questions. We have a bunch to get to. And most importantly, these are some detailed questions, and I want to provide a lot of time on them. Jeremy via Google Plus will Paige get fired for the leak? Let's catch up on this in case you missed it. Paige was a victim of an online hack. It happens, right? Think of all the celebrities that it has impacted over the past three years. Several private nude photos and videos of Paige were basically leaked online. Brad Maddox was in there. We even had uh, Xavier Woods, which I should say was a highlight from Raw, where it had Big E and Kofi Kingston staring holes into him. You got something to say? WrestleMania. I thought that was hysterical. So her tweet about this was, personal and private photos of mine were stolen, and unfortunately they were shared publicly without my consent. So it's an invasion of privacy, plain and simple. So therefore, she did nothing wrong. Whatever she wants to do behind closed doors, no matter how freaky she wants to get, that's entirely up to her. There's nothing illegal about what she is doing, right? She survived her most recent suspensions, and I'm sure she's going to survive this. Besides, The Rock has basically kept her employed as he's producing a movie based on her family's life. So that certainly helps the cause there, if you will. Moving ahead, Adam Cousins via Twitter. What would have happened in the wrestling world if ECW got a backer like Ted Turner? Who, truthfully, you know, due to their niche programming, I doubt ECW would even receive a fraction of that or even just attract a backer like Ted Turner. But let's pretend for a second that they received substantial financial backing. Let's not say like, you know, hundreds of millions, but even let's say like 20 million bucks, right? I would envision that they would have ended up more like Ring of Honor or they would have heavily focused on in-ring competition. And of course, with Paul Heyman there, if he was less stressed out, I feel like if he had the creative juices flowing, the storylines would have been there and they would have attracted some great young talent. I would have invested in young talent. Even Paul Heyman has said with guys like CM Punk and many others on the indie scene kind of coming up, you would have attracted guys like that, perhaps AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and many others. I think they would have taken a lot of great talent from TNA Wrestling and you know ROH and they would have kind of forged their own legacy. So I wish it could have happened. Sadly, it did not. Bearded Warrior via Twitter. He asks a lot of questions. It's another great one. Any special plans for WrestleMania, a WrestleMania episode? How will you watch it too? So I've debated either producing a quick, you know, like 15, 20 minute WrestleMania 
you know, predictions preview episode, which I think I'm going to do. Or instead, I was actually trying to lean towards maybe something like Periscope Live for, you know, 30 minutes where I actually answer live questions. I might do that anyway. So I pose the question to you, which would you prefer? Or would you prefer both? I'm leaning towards both at this point. So I'll, next week, I'll do just a complete, um, dedicated WrestleMania 33 episode. No questions, just a preview and prediction show. Maybe some rumors in there, too. And then I'll do a Periscope live stream, perhaps leading up to the event, maybe even like the day before. In terms of watching WrestleMania, I mean, I prefer to watch it at home. I'm old school. I'll likely have a few friends over and just literally sit and enjoy, right? Enjoy some good food, good company. That's about all I need. John Huxall via Facebook, what's your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? I've gone over this many times, but I'm really going to put some time into this answer. It's Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 33. I do not even need to think about that. And, and truthfully, I could dedicate an entire episode to that match, as I strongly believe is the greatest story ever told in a squared circle. So let's revisit how the story officially began. So Bret was on hiatus after losing to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. So Steve Austin decides to call him out. He's, he wants to prove that he's the best, right? So the two battled in a very underappreciated Survivor Series match back in 96. That was at MSG. It saw Brett come out on top. It was a very similar finish to basically him and Piper at WrestleMania 8. So Royal Rumble, we fast forward there. Austin got eliminated by Brett. He sneaks back into the ring. He eliminates Brett and Vader and Taker. And eventually he wins the Royal Rumble. So, of course, it gets reversed, and then, of course, now it's the feud at WrestleMania 13. Now, keep in mind, it was actually supposed to be Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 13, but Shawn lost his smile, and it led to this. But you know what? I'm actually very happy it led to this. So, already the tides were starting to kind of turn in the sense that, in terms of audience reactions, Austin was getting louder and louder pops as the weeks went on. And Bret Hart was that clean-cut baby face. He needed an edge. This was really kind of the kickstart of the attitude era, but I'll get to that. For the record, Steve Austin's entrance in that match, my all-time favorite with the big glass that shatters. Chicago, by the way, which is where this took place. One of the best pro wrestling crowds in the world, so they were fully behind Austin in this. It was a submission match, but it really felt more like an I-quit or no-holds-barred match. So... They told an incredibly engaging story. They went back and forth, and it featured you know, both some memorable spots and also brilliant psychology. Even the use of blood was picture perfect as it put the sympathy on Austin, and that's what blood is supposed to do. It's supposed to show somebody vicious and then it, you know, put the, the sympathy on somebody else, right? So Bret Hart eventually locked in the sharpshooter, forcing Austin to pass out, not tap out, Ken Shamrock's involved in the match as well, too. Special guest referee. Hart comes off as strong, and somehow, despite losing, Austin somehow came off as even stronger. He's a tough son of a bitch, right? Amazing. So, Brett eventually attacks Austin. Thus, the double turn is complete. Austin is now a heel. Or, sorry, Hart is now a heel, and then Austin is the biggest babyface in the company. Again, to me, this is the match that officially launched Stone Cold. Many will say it was that promo, King of the Ring 1996, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes, I believe that's what really launched him, but this took him that step further to superstardom, right? 
and really, in a lot of ways, was the real catalyst for the official start of the Attitude Era. Some will say the Montreal Screwjob. I think it could have been this match. I love it. Other matches that I love, of course, too, Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. One that is one of my favorite matches that is very underappreciated, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 21. Love that one, too. Hopefully that answers the question. Frank, via Google+, Plus, who is your dream opponent if Angle returns? I've already seen Angle battle AJ and Joe. I was in TNA several times. I would love to see those matches again, though. Angle has even squared off against Nakamura, believe it or not, in Japan. But that's another one I would love to see in a WWE ring. So if he weren't retired, and perhaps he's not, my dream opponent would have been Daniel Bryan. Of course, of course. I mean, that's a guaranteed match of the year candidate, if not just a runaway choice for it. And it hasn't even taken place. But, I mean, it seems as though, you know, that window of opportunity is quickly fading for Daniel Bryan. They will not allow him to wrestle in the WWE. But who knows? I mean, maybe I'm just being a little bit too optimistic. So, nevertheless, that would be my dream match. Two technical geniuses, right? Uh, aside from that, let's let's put Daniel Bryan aside because, again, you know, he's basically retired and it was like a forced retirement. My top choice is uh, I'd probably go with Cesaro or Kevin Owens. Imagine Cesaro versus Kurt Angle. Man, oh. WWE forever. It's number four, though. Via Twitter, who would you like Austin to interview on the Stone Cold podcast? I have three guests off the top of my head here. Kurt Angle would be cool. How about Sting? I believe that that was scheduled. And of course, number one, it should be number one in your books too. The Undertaker. Breaking kayfabe completely. Could you imagine that? Oh, that would be such an engaging interview. I'd love to see the questions that Austin would throw at Taker. And if Taker was completely out of character, what he would throw back. Right? He's the most respected wrestler of all time. Not even just the WWE, but basically of all time. Everybody respects him. And plus, I believe they're actually pretty good friends. So I think the chemistry would be fairly natural. We have Mike Vioshi. Hope I pr- pronounced that correctly via Facebook. What can Raw do to make things interesting again? Right now, it is awful. Would going back to two hours help? The two-hour time slot would certainly make Raw less strenuous, obviously, to get through, but... With all the advertising revenue in that third hour, they're never going to get rid of it, right? They're not going to cut it down. But with that being said, here's a few suggestions as to how they could make Raw interesting again. So number one, fresh new feuds that actually last for a while. We've been experiencing the same feuds over and over again. They're recycled to the point that, I mean, how many times have we seen it? Sometimes it feels like 20, 30 times. Let's get back to fresh feuds. The last for months. And then, of course, you keep those two opponents completely apart unless you want to put them back together you know, down the line. Less involvement from the creative team. These writers who seemingly know very little about pro wrestling, they overly script every segment. None of it feels organic. Even these, you know, the talent that's coming out, delivering promos, it, it doesn't even sound like them. It sounds like somebody just handed it to them and they have to go out and, and basically deliver a message. Give the talent bullet points for promos and let them sink or swim on their own. Guess what? True superstars will always rise to the top. 
Less talking and more action. The WWE tends to find their filler content with promos, but I'm sure you would rather see a meaningful match in that spot, right? I mean, the vast majority of the show should be full of action and not promos. Would you agree there? I don't need to see a 15-minute promo open raw. That's why SmackDown got off to such a hot start with that tag team match. And of course, with the Usos going over and winning gold. Especially this close to WrestleMania, very unpredictable. And I liked that. It was very refreshing. So this concludes yet another edition of Ask the Top. If you're keeping tabs, it's lucky number 13. Again, as I mentioned, next week, a WrestleMania preview show dedicated to all things WrestleMania 33. Predictions, an official preview, perhaps some rumors. I'm not going to spoil anything, but just some rumors I'll throw out there as well, too. You would be so kind. Share the show around. Tell more people about Ask the Top. We're out there. ChrisTomBlack.com, TWM.news, TheReactionRoom.com, and of course, all over social media. So until next week when we cover WrestleMania 33, happy trails to you until we meet again. 